0: Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. This is another fabulous edition of Two Geeks, One Mike, and on this episode we have a very special guest by the name of Daniel Yokum, also known as Dan. Yep. How are you doing, sir?
1: Doing well, having a great day.
0: Sweet, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, little fun fact: Dan showed up, and I was still mopping the floor. And so. a funner
2: fact: I was trying to get here with <laughs> reckless abandon. <laughs> As quickly as I could. It was it was a good morning. We're we're super organized and super ready to do this, uh, Dan. Aren't we always though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of evident in any of the videos True. or audios that we've done that True. you know we're thou, we're thou the type that just shoot truth. from the hip. We shoot okay. from the hip.
0: And we keep a stiff upper lip.
2: Not a glass jaw.
0: No. So Dan, give us like <laughs> give us your I resume, man. Like. Okay, why, no. why do us geeky fellows need to know about you?
1: I write... Uh... You mentioned one thing earlier. I write for Utah Geek Magazine. I do all their game reviews and their print publication and a lot of other articles online. I've been writing Guildmaster Gaming, which supports tabletop gaming of all types for over 5 years, almost 6 years now. I also write for other websites. I work at conventions, hosting games, covering conventions, covering film festivals, all sorts of things geek and a sundry.
0: Wow. Now do you know okay. why I couldn't give him a Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. title rundown list?
2: Well, when I say, okay, so wh- who is this again? And, and he said, we met him at, at the Comic-Con. And I'm going.
0: That's true. That was a little vague. We
2: yeah. I'm, okay. Okay. Comic-Con. Which, who, which one, which person? <laughs> the the important one, Logan. You
1: know, the I, dude we met at Board Brothers. And I was right.
2: like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha.
1: I'm so, the one that made the rude comment when you guys had the picture taken. Th- that's right. Oh. Because you're doing the high knee maneuver. That's right. I gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) For those
0: of you who don't know what we're talking about, sorry. Inside joke, baby. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You're not in the club.
2: Maybe they should go and look at our photos. Maybe they should go and look at our photos. And like our page.
0: And and like our page. If they did that, they'd see what we were talking about. Yeah.
2: And Dan, where, where can... They find you. I mean, do you have social media? Yes. Facebook, things like that? Yeah.
1: I run a blog off of Utah Geek, or not Utah Geek. I post for Utah Geek, but my own is Guildmaster Gaming on blogspot.com. Cool. So you can find me there. I'm also on Google Plus and Facebook. And Fantastic. I also share it out through Twitter.
0: So our. And we'll have all that in the description. Our, our sure. maze
2: Balls listeners and lovers of all things geek. You can, guys. Can go to the Two Geeks. Facebook page, yeah, and find you through there. Yep. Okay, We'll have, we'll have good. them all yep. all linked up. Have them linked so, up. so
0: it sounds to me like in the geek world, you know, there's there's numerous there's a revolution taking genres oh, of, yeah. of, of geekdom in the world nowadays, and it sounds like the, the the kingdom of geek that you hail to and from has has is largely based on on gaming and and, and gameplay and things like that.
1: Yeah, is that's that the correct? mainstay. That's the mainstay.
0: What what is your favorite uh, tabletop style gaming apparatus?
1: Apparatus? <laughs> I was looking for big words. <laughs> and appara-
2: uh, Apparatum? Uh, apparatus? Apparatum? Apparatus. I would
1: have to say when looking at, you know, tabletop gaming, I'm one of those people that there there really isn't nothing I really dislike. I do strategy games, I do role-playing games, dice game, card games, you know, pretty much everything. Uh, I have been playing board games of one form or another since the 1960s. Oh, nice.
2: So so you've been, you were were kind of spearheading the the D&D conquest.
1: I was one of those. I've been playing D&D since 1980. I was waiting for the books to be printed.
2: Okay. <laughs> nice. That, that's awesome. That's so did, you,
0: did you ever run into... I got to ask this because I love Dungeons <laughs> & Dragons. It's it's a lot of fun. But, you know, there was... When it first came out, there was the whole... You it's are
2: worshipping the Satan. devil. It is oh, yeah. Satan's oh, 666 six, six, like, tattooed on your forehead.
1: <laughs> People you, are dying because their characters were killed. It's true. That's right.
0: Did you ever like have any like what oh, there was, was your, that like, correlation, wasn't there? Yeah. There was actually oh a time there was
1: some story way back when where a kid committed suicide because he lost his character. Uh, I had people <laughs> actually come to me about that and I said, These are the same people that are so unstable, they would probably jump out of a building if they went bankrupt in Monopoly.
2: Right? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's extreme, but yeah, I understand that. I got the reference. <laughs>
0: Did you ever have like any direct no, experience like that? No, you just stole my porn block.
1: <laughs> no. no. No,
0: nobody ever came to you and asked you if you were like a devil worshiper because you played Dungeons and Dragons?
1: I, I heard comment about my mom and dad, especially my mom, was like, I want to see the books. So she looked through the Monster Man and she went, great, it's mythology. Yeah.
2: Nice. It's all it is. It's, it's really
1: okay.
0: nice when you get, like, intelligent people involved in this, and that's always really nice. Well,
1: it,
2: I mean, just to kind of bring things full circle is, like, in today's realm. Right. Um, look at, like, the most popular. I'm saying this. I'm dropping this right now. Drop it. The most popular show on Netflix currently, Stranger Things. And episode one, season one, what are the boys doing in the basement of Mike's house? Playing D anD D. Playing D anD D. Chucking them dice, and they're able to relate to what they're currently going through. Through through D anD D. anD D. There was even uh,
0: spells they were referencing, right? The like yeah. shadow walk and oh yeah,
1: yeah. There's all that going on. And in fact, uh, because of that show, Dungeons and Dragons had a resurgence. No
0: kidding. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt because it. Because
1: kids were going to their parents. I even had friends with this. Uh, they had their kids coming to them, going, "Hey, Dad." Didn't you play this game? Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah," and they started playing. Awesome. Well, it, and it's kind of like
2: Heroes Quest back in the '90s. Do you guys yep. remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, that, that one was kind of like a Milton Bradley. Yeah, it was. It was Dungeons a, and Dragons, it was a family rip-off. friendly. <laughs> well, board
1: friendly, board friendly. Right, yeah, right, and
2: right. and it had uh, not like Dungeons and Dragons where you can actually create your own. Right. You which know, is that's that's
0: part of the map. fun about all this. Is but Hero just... Quest
2: had the same map. You right. just could you know yep. uh, organize things in different you know places and things. Well, like to put that.
0: it in modern terms, you've got Dungeons and Dragons, which is like the full version, and then you got Heroes Quest, which is Dungeons and Dragons Lite. light. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> but they did. It seems like they cut a lot of fat out, made it a lot easier to play to appeal well, to a broader audience. I mean,
2: I remember uh, we ended up getting Hero Quest for Christmas one year, and I mean. Whole Christmas break, this was awesome. My dad was the Hero Quest manager, right. right? So he was the one conducting the quests, and it was me, my brothers, my sisters. You awesome. know, we all gathered around the bumper pool table and played in the basement. And sorry about that, folks. As w- as I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> so there was some S- technical slight difficulty. technical difficulty there.
0: We had a laptop failure. I'll, I'll put in like a little intermission music there.
2: Okay. Yeah. Just like some uh, elevator music.
0: Yes. Maybe some,
2: maybe some Jeopardy music. Please hold while we pause for this brief intermission.
0: So we were talking about okay. Heroes Quest.
2: All right. So what I was saying is we were all down in the basement. And because we, my family didn't have video games in the 80s. That was one thing that my parents were adamant about is they did not want us wasting away playing video games in our home. So what did we do? We went to our neighbor's house <laughs> and played video played games, video games <laughs> there like till three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I, I had the same struggle. But uh, so when we got hero quest, I mean, it was just, I mean, it, it brought all of us together. We were, we were, all so hyped for when dad would get home from work that we would all gather around and pick up where we left off. And it was kind of a shame that they only had like eight quests.
1: Yeah. Something like that. It was pretty limited.
2: Yeah. And you know, because after we, completed those eight quests it was just kind of like oh all right well see you later everybody you know (laughs) thanks for tuning in (laughs) yeah and we all just kind of went our separate ways and you know but it i mean that's that's something that i can reflect on as in my childhood that i look on fondly right is the time spent with my dad because you know he's no longer here but also with my siblings one of which who is no longer with us as well so you know, memories. It's all about memories. and it Them is. them feel goods.
1: Which is yep. cool
0: because, you know... Wipe your eyes,
2: Josh. You have a tear.
0: <laughs> the, the, the first thing you think about, too, is like, you know, you mentioned Dungeons & Dragons. There's two kinds of people. And there's one kind of person that goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they clearly have, like, no idea because no they've idea. never played it. No. You know? And then there's the other kind of person. Oh my gosh, dude, I had this character once that did this. <laughs> and then I threw an epic success and then this. And then I threw a critical fail and then this. And then blah blah blah. Dude it, it is <laughs> it's all about the stories when you come
2: back to it. I yep. we were playing I was playing with uh, a group of kids in the neighborhood. Right. You know, I I was kinda sucked in, if you will. I was just I was I was over there at their house playing video games, and then all of a sudden, they shut the video games off. They busted out the boards. I mean, they, these guys had, you know, the, the um, Lincoln Logs and the Build-A-Blocks and everything oh, nice. to set up their entire map. Nice. And they all had the pewter little figurines that were hand-painted and everything that they sat down there. Nice. And painstakingly took time to make sure that everything was good. And I remember getting in with those guys, and I had this, I had this dwarf with a war hammer that had like boots of flight or some crap like that. (laughs) And he could run like 120 miles an hour. And so they would send me into the dark cavern to take on the, the, it was like a fire warlock or some I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but you know, and so, yeah, I was one of those guys that at first I didn't know what it was. I'd heard the horror stories of, you know, how D and D is linked to Satanism and all that other crap. And then when I finally got involved with it, I was got like... Got into it. Man, this is cool. Your, I mean, your imagination is just expanded. Right.
1: That's what it's about, all of them. Yeah. All the role-playing games.
2: Because you can... Not only are you seeing it occur on the map that has been created, but you can see it in your head as well. Of what your character... You know, the motions they're going to go through. You know, things like that. Right. I was... You know... Roll twenty for dexterity, I roll right. one and die you know. <laughs> and was brought back to life by our mage, and, you know it was all yeah, good of course is there like is there like a situation or scenario that you're very proud
0: of or is most memorable, oh, or boy there's probably quite a few stories. <laughs>
1: Give us one with a demogorgon <laughs> we We always had a very rough group in terms of we played like we like to consider it gritty gaming, right, sure so. We've never ran against Demi because he would kill us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fireball rolling there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, I've I'll admit it. I mean I, yeah, I have a bunch of stories. I mean you remind me I had a dwarf with a dwarven thrower, you know. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. you kinda of go with that sort of <laughs> stuff. Uh, high level characters that are wizards and you know, all sorts. You know, when you've been I've been playing D and D for over forty years, so I've got characters throughout the whole range nice. playing in all the systems. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, so, but I'd have to say sometimes it's not even D anD D that you get your best stories from. That's just what everybody's most familiar with because it's the fantasy level, right? Right. But I mean, there are so much out there. It's it's amazing we, when you start getting into it. We played.
0: Uh, Producer A and I have played uh, vampires. Yeah, the requiem as well. Me the and uh,
2: me and Amanda played that with uh, some of our old friends. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like the first night of playing it. I was this low-level vampire that just was kind of new on the streets and whatever. And I ended up killing somebody, ripped their jawbone off, and started using that as a melee weapon. It was epic, dude. That that happens. It was epic. Isn't that from the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Samson. Samson and Delilah, baby.
0: Was there a vampire named Samson? Did he have long hair, perchance? I had uh, had a, a giant vampire that I had built, and he was just... I decided what I wanted to do was I just wanted to make Lurch, you know, from the <laughs> Adams family. Oh, yeah. Just this big, hulking brute of a man who just... For the light... It was just dumb as a brick, so his intelligence was one. You know? <laughs> and, you know, he I made him as a giant. I put his... Uh, you know, all of my my original points into his, uh, you know, strength and, and fighting and brawling and blah, 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 and all this stuff, and, and there was just a lot of fun. Well, the the fun thing was is the the guy who was running the campaign at the time said, "Okay, I'll let you have all this, but you have to add in um, some kind of of dementia, de- 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 dementia, some kind of uh, vice to to supplement with this." And so I said, "Okay, you know." And so we picked through the list of all the the different uh, vices, and I, I chose gluttony. And oh, he said, oh. "Gluttony of what?" <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, you, you can do that. He was like, yeah, what do you, I will, I'll have a gluttony for violence then. And he says, okay, every time you get into a fight, you're going to have to roll a willpower check to know when to
2: stop. <laughs> oh man! Because <laughs> otherwise you'll kill your whole, your
1: I, whole crew. I, I
0: ended up failing a lot of willpower <laughs> rolls.
1: <laughs> See, those are the type of stories I really get into. When you get into them, the characters that you've had and their faults. Right. And then how it plays out and everything. So those, I think anybody that's ever played a role-playing game of any type will have stories on that. I've written an article about that, too. It's, you know, don't throw up on your friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's basically along those lines. When you're telling someone about it, don't just immediately go in and start telling them, oh, look at all this great stuff I did, because they're immediately going to glaze over, look at you, and go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This guy's never really played. (laughs) Well, no, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And it's also fun from a sort of like a guild or like the dungeon master or storyteller point of view as well, where you can really have fun with that. Oh, okay, so you, you failed epically. You know, it could be anything from, all right, well, you tripped over and stubbed your toe and take two damage to... Wow, you went in there trying to smooth-talk this guy and ended up... (laughs) Leroy
2: Jenkins!
0: God damn it, Leroy! (laughs) Sky's the limit, and I think that's one of the things that appeals to me the most. Yeah,
1: I've actually always enjoyed being the guy running the game. Yeah. Because, like I tell people, you get to play one character. As the game master, yeah. I get to play a you lot. Get to play a I lot. am God. <laughs> yeah. There Science. is there is
0: no Dan. There is only Zul.
1: <laughs> no, it actually gives my multiple personalities a chance out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know which Dan you're talking to today. Okay, Dan.
2: No, I am now more god
0: <laughs> Well, but I mean that's that's where you get into it. That's that's the best part about it. Yeah, is just. Sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want, you know. And, and, and I remember we we had a scenario in which we were playing, and uh, I, I guess the the guy who was a storyteller that night was just really off his game. Just we just kind of weren't feeling it. Or he broke he up with his girlfriend, eat.
2: bro. Cut him some slack. Girl,
0: air quotes, girlfriend. Girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> we decided, well, we're not gonna play this scenario. Like, so you know, producer it was like, I'm gonna go to the bar and uh, start drinking. He's like, why? She's like, I don't know. Because <laughs> it sounds fun.
1: And I'm like, I'm going to go uh,
0: climb a building. <laughs> you know, and so we ended up just like doing all these random things and had a lot of fun. We didn't do a damn thing towards the completion of the scenario, though.
1: I've actually run one like that. We ran a complete four-hour game and never got him out of the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody still talks about that night of gaming. <laughs> Because, yeah, the, the, our guy that was running the game, he had some all worked up, and we were just all on one.
2: And we started doing
1: things. I had a pickpocket who was stealing drinks for everybody, you know, and it just started from there. And he was a halfling that hated humans, so he would steal from a human, plant it on a human, watch the fight ensue. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We played for four hours that night. The The game master at first was frustrated, and finally went, Go with it. I don't care anymore. Just go with it. It's, it's and it was one, of, probably one of the best game nights we've ever had.
0: Roll the dice to see if I'm getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what immediately came to mind when you said, you know, we didn't even leave the tavern. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's, that's uh, some
1: great. of those games that we made we didn't have to worry about rolling the dice it came naturally to it's us just,
0: <laughs> no I'm pretty sure i know or uh what was it guys and dolls you know when he's got the blank dice oh i'm so good with the dice i know which numbers are showing
2: <laughs> oh okay totally <laughs> yeah. not a scam so <clears throat> looking at the evolution of role-playing games okay now we have you know the the MRPGs that are online you know you've got League of Legends uh, Diablo you know all types of things and these are all types of formats as well yeah and these are i mean pretty common in most gaming households right so it's it's just kind of interesting to me to see that originally when D&D was sought to you know looked at as you know worshipping satan right no, it's like a common occurrence.
1: Yeah, it took a real shift in everything, especially when Hasbro brought out Wizards of the Coast. You know, And that's when you had your multi-level dungeons all starting off and everybody was getting into that. And at that point is when they decided, that's when they changed over to fourth edition mm-hmm. because they are trying to bring all those people back to the tabletop. And that's when everybody went, well, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah. I actually had someone in our group, we tried it, and he goes, if I want to play WoW, I'll get on my computer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. that's what they were going for. But like you said, it has become much more mainline. And now when you've got all the new television shows coming out, I mean, you got Game of Thrones. Oh, or, yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think we struck a love chord.
0: Love yeah. me. I love right. me some guy. Lo- Logan's <laughs> all about the uh, brother-sister love.
1: Hey, don't knock it till you try it, bro. <laughs> so I'm going to drop something here. I actually had a chance of talking with one author when she moved out from back east to be with her love interest, who is Roger uh who's now passed away from us. She used to be role-playing games back in the 70s, and she told us this story at a convention where she was playing, and she just really missed it because they lost their group moving out right. to Arizona. So Roger told him, goes, hey, I'll, I'll check with George, see if he's got another seat on his table.
2: Oh, wow. Y- you know. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean, it's like, really.
2: Seriously? George S- Mar- George R. R. Martin? R.R.? R. R.? George R. R. R- Martin was she was G-R-R-M- it was
1: someone else running the game, and but it was she was sitting on the table with George R. R. Martin playing role playing games. <laughs> but what they were oh. doing what they were doing was not fantasy. This was back in the seventies, even where everybody thought, "Oh, there's only Dungeons and Dragons." She was telling us the storyline they were doing is they were FBI agents tracking down a serial killer. Oh wow! Ooh. Now that would be cool.
0: That would be a is that one still around? Do we know what... Uh, they was? probably made it up they themselves.
1: Oh, up.
2: good call. Have you seen... I've seen, like, video of George's die-cast room. Like, his little pewter figurine room. Have you seen that? I
1: I saw it, but I don't really remember that much. Oh, it's, my
2: it's God. Really? Yeah. That good? I mean, it's like... <laughs> it's like a library just filled with little pewter figurines. And, like, all the characters from Game of Thrones... Every character in different costumes, different outfits, different eras, you know, when they were children to now when they're adults. What? I mean, oh, dude, this, that's crazy. He has got just an insane, I call it a trophy room. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, this is my, uh, I've got a bigger dick than your room. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. The
1: only time you're going to see more favorites is out of some of plays, you know, you know, Warhammer.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Those people are Crazy.
1: No, I, you know, the funny thing was, is I knew exactly who my
0: Warhammer people were when I showed them. There was the, the guys on YouTube that make the swords. Yeah. From Man at Arms Man Reforged. Man at Arms Reforged, yeah. And they made the chainsaw sword. And I knew all my Warhammer peeps because I was like, guys, check this out. And I got two reactions. I got one reaction of, why the hell. Would you ever do that? That's so pointless and so stupid. And blah, 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 blah,
2: blah, blah. Hey, when you're a Space Marine man. And then my Warhammer peeps, they were like, Fuck yeah! That's the coolest <laughs> shit! I want one! Where can I buy this? Save that
0: video, I'm gonna make one. And normally, I'd look at that and I'd say, You're not gonna make one. But then, you know, you, these are the same guys that hey. sit up till four in the morning painting figurines. You, you never know. Listen, you know I'm right. still waiting for one of those guys to come in to work with a... Check out my chainsaw sword.
2: <laughs> it's just like when Tony Hawk did the... What was it? 720? The 720. Or the... Yeah. The 720. Or the... the
0: he eventually did the 1080 as well. The 1080.
2: It's just like when he came out and did that and people saw that and were like, no way. Now I've I, I seen right. it. I've seen it done. Now, now I, can I can go out it. and do it. Because yeah. it was impossible before right. he did that. I mean, look at all... Of the cosplaying that is going on. Oh, yeah. And the level of... Level up. Yeah. Don't be a one-upper. <laughs> <laughs> no, in this case, do. Do, yeah. Do one-up. Because, ladies and you're
0: gentlemen, gonna push, you're gonna this push just it. in. There are times in which it is okay to be a one-upper and times when it is not okay.
2: And when you are being a cosplayer, go ahead. One-up.
0: One-up that shit all day.
2: I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's just crazy.
0: did you did you ever get into like the costuming side of the gaming or no, did you always <laughs> <laughs>
2: and see, My, that's, see, that's, that's, that's that's me because you know Josh,
1: he likes going full blown cosplay. Me no nah, I just like to I if I was to cosplay, I have a few pieces where I could steampunk it. Nice.
2: There you go. That'd be awesome.
1: because
2: there's always room for steampunk
0: always. It's like Jello. Yeah, it's the Jello of the of the uh, sci-fi fantasy world. That's right. It fits in almost any scenario. Well, Well, any scenario. Yeah,
1: you can make it fit.
2: Well, in any of the cons (laughs) that we've been to, they all have the little booth that's got the steampunk. There's at least one. It doesn't. At least one. At least one. And
1: and it's broadening out because it's not just steampunk anymore. Right. I mean, you got people that are doing atomic punk and crystal punk. And,
2: oh, wow. Dude, it's and, awesome. And
1: I misspelled an article recently, and someone said, You're doing stream punk? It's like, no, <laughs> no. What's
0: this new punk we hear of? <laughs> I thought I
1: could work that in someplace. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yes,
0: I invented it. Trademark pending. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a million dollar. Well mistake right there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure
1: someone will come out with a story that's, you know, kinda like River World something, you know, it's all powered by water.
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look look at how steampunk has been accepted by oh, yeah. the major genres. I mean, Disney. Oh you yeah. You got steampunk Mickey and you know, yep. and his crew. I mean it's like I've I've actually got one of the Disney I, I missed out on when steampunk actually went into
1: effect and it's still just kind of on the verge because there's a big problem they can't really produce it into movies real well cuz it's really expensive to do. Right. There are some really good screenplays out there for steampunk that they're just they're hanging out there because they can't get the backing.
2: Right.
0: One of my favorite and and he swears he did not intend it to be a steampunk story, but one of my absolute favorite uh, stories is by Brandon Sanderson. It's the Mistborn series. Yep. You've got the original trilogy, and then you've got the second trilogy. And that second trilogy, for those of you who don't know who Brandon
2: hunk. Sanderson <laughs> is, shame on your face and your family, <laughs> dishonor,
1: because, because he's a local Utah celebrity. Well, not not only that, but
2: he he helped in concluding the Wheel
0: of Time, Wheel yes. of Time yes. series, yes. which which really blasted oh. him out onto the main and. You know what? Kudos. Wasn't sir. he a professor at
2: BYU? He still still is. is. Still is. Okay. He yeah, works
1: he, through the writing center, and there he's involved on a regular basis with the LTUE, which is Life, the Universe, and Everything, which nice. is a writing conference for science fiction and fantasy.
2: Okay. Yeah, he was down at uh, the Comic Con. Of course right. he was. Yeah. You know. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of ludicrous for him not to be at the no,
0: he, Salt Lake Comic Con. Right, right. right. No, he, he's he's a really talented writer. I've really enjoyed reading yeah, his stuff. If I, you really
1: look at it, that's one of the things that here in Utah we don't fully appreciate is the number of high-level writers we have here. Oh, well, right. Oh, yeah. It is just truly amazing.
2: Well, you got Brandon Mull, who's, uh-huh. I mean, made a hell of a splash. Yeah. I mean, the Fablehaven series. Yeah. Um, the the candy the candy uh, candy shop. Yep. Candy
1: shop books. I mean he's just
2: going out Almost of Almost right
1: east of you guys here, you have Monster Hunter International, Larry Korea. He lives in Morgan. Oh I didn't really know that. Yeah, he's a local. I grew up in Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mountain Green.
2: I claim Mountain Green. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I mean, but you know, Monster Hunter International's and all of his other books. I mean that's just oh, that's some powerful awesome. stuff. Oh
0: yeah. Well, you know when they when they publish an article and state that pound for pound per capita, Utah is by and large the geekiest state in the union. Yeah, and it's not even by a small margin. No, it's it's not. It's a large margin. It's just like you said. I think people underappreciate the the saturation of geekiness that is underappreciate
2: and underestimate. Oh shit. Cause we here in Utah, in the U tizzle, we get our geek on.
1: And we we go we go full. Oh, we bored. get geeked. Well, when you consider the very first Salt Lake Comic Con it was the largest inaugural Comic Con, and it got shut down by the fire marshal because right. they had right. too many people. It was literally like now there, was, there was that th- it started
2: out in S- Southtown. In Southtown, and then was moved to well, yeah. The Salt I actually Palace. knew
1: some people that were working on it at the time. It started out in Southtown. And they were concerned because they couldn't get any vendors coming in. Right. And I was like, don't worry about it. You know, we got a huge geek community here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out. Well, it started out with just one of the stalls down there. And then it expanded to include the entire South Town. And then they're going, we can't contain it. And they had to move it up to the Salt Palace. Last minute, too. It yeah. was like two or three weeks oh, before. Yeah. But they didn't have the full Salt Palace. Right. And that's what exactly them is. So, the-
2: okay. So, now, we've both been down to Comic-Con this year. Yeah. Did you see any tapering off of interest?
1: No, this was actually bigger than any other year. Really? Yeah. Vendors yeah, it's included? It's reason- been growing. And I my connections with a lot of the writers, and I heard so many writers that were selling out of books and things like that, they were really doing well. They are really impressed because in years past with some of these, the media type things, the authors are going, do we really put our time into these? Because people are here to see the media people oh and, not 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 so not and so this exactly. year there was a huge influx of people looking well, well we also had you know some really big names there today. oh yeah so oh, it was yeah. really nice we did good but we, uh,
2: i mean well at the Fanex, yep we, i had no idea that brandon mole was going to be there oh yeah and with my son as referred to on the podcast as <laughs> son of geek son
1: of geek but evan
2: okay <clears throat> a little backstory.
1: This is serious. He grabbed his mic stand.
2: I did. <laughs> all right. So, just just to kind of run it down. Yeah, run it down. Uh,
1: okay. So, when Evan
2: was 4 years old, he was in preschool. And my mom, wow, we're really throwing it yeah, back. Yeah, we're we're throwing it way back because this is back when Evan first met Brandon Mole. So, my mom and my my dad and my brothers and sisters, they all got um, into the Fablehaven series, um, which was one of Brandon Mole's first series of books. The Candy Shop Wars was his first one, and then the Fablehaven series came out then. But uh, Morgan Middle School was having a uh, like a, a guest come and meet Brandon Mole for book signing and everything, and this was right before book five of Fablehaven came out. And... So my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm working. She's like, what's Evan doing? I said, well, he's in preschool. Go get him. Come up to the middle school, and he can meet Brandon Mole." And I'm going, well, who is Brandon Mole?" I had no idea. And my mom had secretly purchased uh, all all the hardbacks of the Fablehaven series for Evan, and she had them with her. And we went up. We ate pizza. We sat there. We chilled with him. The dude is cool. I mean, he is just a class act. And uh, Evan was able to get the four books that my mom had at the time signed by Brandon Mole. Every time Brandon Mole makes an appearance, you know, he was here at uh, Hastings, things like that. Evan would always bring the books that he does not have signed by Brandon Mole, and he would sign them. Um, I've got pictures of him at the Hastings signing when Candy Shop Wars 2 came out. Um, and then the Beyonder series. Uh, so at the Fanex, Evan was there with us. Right. And Brandon Mole was there signing books. And he was just dropping his new Dragon Watch, which is kind of the... Uh, what? The, the continued story of Fablehaven, I guess. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, Evan, Brandon Mole's here. <laughs> and he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, let's... Go get in line. So we went and we got in line. We got the book. Brandon Mole knew who he was. He's like, oh my gosh, you're getting so tall, you know, because when he first started, you know, he was like three and a half feet tall. And now he's, you know, pushing five and a half feet. And I mean, it's just, it's just awesome, you know, the the rapport that these guys have with their communities. And I mean. It,
1: it's just amazing to me it's good it's really awesome that's one of the great things about here is you got a lot of people that are just willing to give back yeah and they get right in with them oh yeah you know and i'm gonna bring a full circle now sweet yes we love full circle what you know (laughs) so some of the people just really you know we're talking about you know dungeons and dragons and gaming favorite adventure right my favorite adventure yeah it's almost like what, you know, it's two of them that stand out most for most D&D players. Hmm. Dragonlance. Oh, yes. Oh.
2: The Dragonlance books. And yeah. Ravenloft.
1: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracy Hickman. Right. He lives in Provo. Really? Right. And in Provo Valley. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we've, They're that's what I mean. Here. We've got some strong. And then just west of there, you've got, you know, uh, Robert Defendi, who does some great game writing. Uh, nice. On the east side of the valley, you got uh, you know the Taylors who do uh, Schlock Mercenary, and they just came out with a role playing game. Yeah, it's oh, wow. you got some great stuff out here. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> you guys
0: can't see it, but I'm rubbing my hands maniacally because I am realizing now how broke I am and, and how much I'll never be able to afford all the things I want to buy.
1: So I take it you know <laughs> about you know about Schlock Mercenary. I, I, I am not, but you say oh. that, and
0: I'm I'm like, and I'm am <laughs> my my geek salivary glands are going nuts.
2: He's drooling right now. <laughs> literally his 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 mic condom is like soaked
0: <laughs> i'm gonna ring this out later <laughs> all right hey Dan thank you yeah. so much for joining us today we really appreciate this
2: oh um he was just at a, a movie festival any
1: honorable mentions oh wow so sorry no okay, no. okay so this is real quick uh I was at the film quest film festival okay. which is held down in provo it's this known as the second largest Film festival in utah and next it to is sundance so next to sundance okay. uh, this is a science fiction fantasy and horror genres Fantastic. that's what they covered short films all the way up to through full features some great movies the one out of the ones i saw some of the better ones uh we were talking about one con time travel in that that was gateway mm-hmm. it's out of australia they did a really good side touch uh, another one that deals with uh, that was dimensional on the time travel in curvature which was an interesting twist where a woman has to go back in time for 36 hours and stop herself from committing a murder.
2: Oh, wow. Stop herself. Yeah. Ooh! Wow. Now,
1: kicking it back over to something else, if we want to go a little bit of family friendly for everybody, uh, just about everybody's heard of the story of Secret Garden. Sure. So there's this one film company. They've done a bunch of family features. They're like, we want to do this, but the book's been around so long. There's some great movies out there. We don't want to copy it. So they steampunked it.
2: <gasps> oh, nice!
1: A that steampunk was, Secret Garden, yeah, and, that, and it, it was, was good.
0: You know, you say that too, and you just go, "Well, duh." That seems like a beautiful steampunk. Yeah. Like there, there could be a beautiful steampunk adaptation of that. Yeah.
1: And the other thing I'd recommend anybody to do is, if you get a chance, go see some of the shorts that are coming around to the on the festival circuit or at some of the specialty theaters. Sure. Awesome. There are some of these shorts that I was sitting up with some other reviewers, and one of them finished up, and like, "Going, no." No, you've you got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop there. I mean, it was just like, it was amazing. It was dealing with the Chinese mermaid. I mean, it was just A like. A Chinese oh. mermaid. Well, yes. Okay. The mythology of it is the mermaid is immortal. This guy is finding, And it plays off the guy that actually found the first okapai in, in the 1920s in Africa. And now he's going conservative. And to conservationists and trying to save these things, but he knows some information about this. Another person's getting him, saying, "Hey, let's go hunt it down and get it." So basically, we can be immortal. There's a Chinese entourage that are trying to stop him, either by getting the map or killing him. And just as they're all converging on each other's, where that ends. <laughs> Really. (laughs) And we're just going, whoa. (laughs) It was Cliffhanger. That's a story for another day. So, no, I mean, it was really good. It was some really good stuff. So, for shorts, Capitol Theater, do they do shorts? I'm not sure if Capitol does uh, some of the main places around are Broadway in Salt Lake okay. and the Tower Theater. We used to do them also. Oh yeah, the Tower. Okay. I'm of the old school. I'd say Blue Mouse, but hey, they're not around anymore. <laughs> <Lame>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they should be. There's just that uh, that lost love for the for the shorts. It's true. Yeah. So everything's all you know silver screen and everything.
1: So if you think about it, if you are a person that you go back in time and go the Twilight Zone. Oh. Oh
2: yeah. You know, Those are so great.
1: The. You know, the one I used to like, Night Gallery, with Rod Sterling.
2: I never watched that. I never
1: that. saw Night Gallery. Ah, that was the same thing. But all these ones that would take, an, instead of running an episode after episode of the same story, where it's like every night you'd sit down and it was an individual story that wrapped up. Right. That's what you get.
2: Oh, very cool.
1: <laughs> That's so much fun. See, and I like that.
2: Right. Where where each episode, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Screw it! I'd waste too much time trying to think <laughs> of what show I could relate to that. Yeah, but
0: don't don't try and think, Logan. Yeah, just don't I, I have it. just because if you an try index think, yeah. of you know shows, you'll movies, you'll get everything. broken. We'll see the blue screen of death in your eyeballs, and and, you know, and I'll, and just, I'll fall face it.
2: forward on my mic. That'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't do that. <laughs> but uh, no, um, where episodes each almost like oh I know like uh, Black Mirror, yeah, just like that. Because different characters, different scenarios. Every episode is is different story. There you got it.
1: Okay, that's what you're getting when you sit down to a set of shorts.
0: Nice. Which is you know I've I've uh, been hitting up YouTube a lot lately, and one of the things that I've had fun oh, with scary. is the they've got little CGI shorts on that's there so scary. and little animated shorts and little all kinds of stuff like that. Yep.
2: Those are a lot of fun. Well, look at all of the uh, the fan made movies. Like they've got uh, you know twenty minute fan made Star Wars shows and things like yeah. that. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, those Definitely are a lot cool. of fun too.
2: All right, we got to make our own one of these days. Yeah, one of these days when we're rich and famous. Maybe. When we're rich and famous. <laughs> well, we're already famous <laughs> in our own
0: minds, baby. In <laughs> our own a legend minds. In our own minds. Dan, thank you so much for coming thank and hanging you for out coming and us. chilling this with us. Thank you for having been me here. A lot of fun. Um Just take two more seconds, you know, plug
2: yourself. Plug your wares.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, I don't have any much in terms of wares right now, (laughs) uh, but I'm working on some stuff. I've actually got some stuff that I'm working on with some different companies, uh, writing up some gaming material. Nice. uh, Supplementary material for things like Pathfinder. Nice. So, we got that going and working on some other ideas that I am not at liberty to discuss right now. Ooh. Got some NDAs (laughs) happening. You know we love (laughs) those. But... uh, you can find my material, or what I write, at you know Guildmaster Gaming on Blogspot. Uh, also, Guildmaster Gaming is on Facebook and under my own name, Daniel Yokum, on Google Plus and on Twitter.
2: Fantastic. So you can
1: link me out through a lot of different places. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, sir.
0: We've super appreciated you having you here. Um, thank you so much for making the trek
2: up and uh, and the time. Thank you.
0: Thank you yeah. for all of our listeners at home. Be sure to check out. Dan on Google Plus, Twitter, and Blogspot, Facebooks, Facebooks, all of them. Be sure to all them social media, a a share, and uh, leave us a comment if you have a question for Dan that we maybe we didn't cover in the episode. uh, Shoot us a question, we'll we'll get Dan to answer it for you. You bet. All right, thanks guys. Have a fantastic day.
2: Good night, everybody.